Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where the horse to ride for your next bull purchase. 6th of February of 2021. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have an update on grain markets for the week. We also feature more of our year-end interviews. The president of SARM discusses COVID-19 and the impact on rural Saskatchewan. Real Agriculture talks with Ann Wasco to get the latest cattle market outlook this Christmas. We also talk with the chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission, reflecting on farm events of 2020 and the outlook for 2021. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Grain markets were moving up this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Piccalo, says canola is up $6 a metric ton this week, while wheat futures have risen $0.10 a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, the January contract is going to be expiring. So the March contract will now be the front month. Uh, Canola is looking like it uh, could end positive on the week by about $6 a ton. So a little bit more of a sideways trend than we're used to. Nonetheless, uh, still ending positive. Last week seems like that was uh, kind of the large week. And uh, on the wheat front here, uh, a little bit different of a story than we're used to. Uh, Minneapolis wheat on the March contract looking like it could be up about $0.10 on the week. We are seeing a little bit more of a positive trend on wheat and kind of looking like it wants to go back to kind of those late October highs. So what are the factors pushing up both canola $6 a ton and wheat up $0.10 a bushel? Well, starting off on the canola front here, it it seems that, again, there are traders really looking at the shortages that there could be kind of coming in the next few months. And I think that's definitely pushing up the futures price from a fundamental side. And then it also as well, too, when it comes to the soy markets, really dryness in Argentina remains the key driver kind of in that market. And also there is a strike there that will continue to support the meal side of things. So again, kind of that whole whole soy complex. And again, I believe it's more on the weather side that we definitely have to watch here just because if if that is a factor here, I believe U.S. exports could remain very strong and that's when we could see kind of more demand from the U.S. side of things. Tying things in on the wheat as well too, just with a lower U.S. dollar, that's helping out kind of all commodity prices here. But specifically on the wheat side of things, especially actually for Kansas City, wheat outside market market forces are just kind of more positive um, and that's where i'm seeing a little bit more uptake in those markets maybe you know traders seeing 
corn and soybeans rallying and, and wheat is kind of a little bit late to the game. Um, I believe, however, though, there is kind of more of a, a negative fundamental p- point of view from wheat. So that's where I don't really know how much rally uh, kind of upward potential it could have. Yeah, what is the outlook for next week and beyond? Well, on the March Minneapolis contract, I'm looking for the top end of the range to be close to about that $5.95 or so a bushel. Uh, that's kind of, again, where it got back in, in later October. And then on the canola side of things, uh, we might see a little bit of profit taking here kind of coming into the to the end of the year. However, uh, again, that, uh, that trend is still up here as well, too. Adam Picallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back in a moment. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities says COVID-19 made 2020 a challenging year. Ray Orb says the pandemic pointed to a problem with rural internet and cell phone service. Well, you know, it was quite a quite a challenging year, that's for sure. We, uh, of course, you know, we didn't know what the impacts would be when uh, when we uh, actually had our March convention in Regina, starting the year, you know, starting the year off. And so uh, we learned as we went along that uh, this is a serious uh, virus, and um, you know, we're promoting all the um, all the necessary precautions, uh, you know, that, uh, that people need to take at a municipality as well. So it was really a challenging year. What were the big impact COVID nineteen seemed to have on our RMs? Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, was the concern about about the residents, um, you know, especially the lack of connectivity out in the rural areas. That was that is still our major concern. Making sure that people are notified, making sure we're, you know, keeping everybody apprised of all of the changes. Uh, our outside workers, our administrators, you know, it's still a big concern. Uh, our offices, for the better part, you know, um, we're still open, um, and uh, we have to deal with, of course, with the public and. Uh, there's necessary precautions, you know, there was an added expense, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but just the safety issue of that, uh, still a big concern. What do you see as some of the issues uh, farming-wise, uh, agriculturally, through the rural municipalities? Well, the biggest issue, I think, widespread, you know, there was uh, there was a drought. Um, a lot of the areas didn't have significant rainfall. However, you know, the crops that were taken off were still average. I think we're still, uh, you know, about that five-year average. Uh, getting some snowfall now. However, uh, we we had some problems moving grain. Um, not so much this year the railroads, um, but because of the illegal blockades that we saw earlier on in the year, you know that uh, that pushed everything back, and uh, we're having to deal with that now. Tell me again what you see as some of the issues that will carry over into 2021. Well, you know, I think some of the issues will be, you know, getting getting our grain to market. So we're seeing high prices right now, um, but we're also seeing a large volume of grain. We're seeing a lot of ships uh, lined up, particularly in the Port of Vancouver and, and Prince Rupert right now. And, that, you know, that's a big concern for us to make sure that that grain is moving. Having high prices doesn't help the farmer unless uh, he can he can move that grain, in, you know, in a, in a, in a proper manner. Uh, the livestock sector, of course, um, you know, under the effects of COVID, there was uh, problems, you know, uh, in, in the packing plants and things like that. 
and uh, we're still feeling the after effects and I think that's still weighing on the prices a bit. I think for farmers uh, to make sure, you know, that they can get their inputs, they can get their crop in the ground in the spring, that's always something uh, that we look forward to and we're looking forward to, uh, to, to a good growing season next year. So is it fair to say you're optimistic or pessimistic about 2021? Well, I think I'm more I'm more uh, pessimistic uh, in in the sense that we're still under the effects of COVID. However, now that we're starting to see that vaccine is coming into this country, I'm more optimistic. Uh, probably I will be uh, later on in summer when uh, you know people are are already uh, you know seeing the vaccinations uh, being available in their in their own rural areas. And I think I'd be a lot happier then when when the majority of our people, you know, our residents are vaccinated. I'd like to get a comment from you on the carbon tax. The federal government announced a hike in the carbon tax to the year 2030, reaching $170 a ton. Yeah, it's, it's simply uh, something we don't see that as making any sense at all. We think that, you know, farmers should be rewarded. Um, if there's some optimism in that, I think uh, it would be uh, to reward farmers in the way of a, a carbon uh, credit or, or an offset credit, something that uh, shows that farmers are already sequestering carbon. Uh, we're not in favor of any kind of carbon tax. We're on side with the province. We're waiting for the uh, Supreme Court ruling that will dictate whether uh, Saskatchewan uh, is right by saying the federal government doesn't have the jurisdiction to impose this tax. Uh, we're also watching the clean fuel standard and that's something that concerns us as well because that is another form of a carbon tax and uh, there are no benefits you know other than looking at using some more biofuels perhaps in in fuel but on the on the downside is uh, it's just another tax that farmers can't afford ray orb is the president of the saskatchewan association of rural municipalities Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. It's time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you? Well, I guess it's a, a Merry Christmas update, I hear. <laughs> exactly right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Ann's here to give us her Christmas <laughs> wish list for what she'd like to see happen in the cattle markets for 2021. What's on your list, Ann? The cattle feeder did not have a fun 2020. And and the big piece, whether you were a U.S. cattle feeder or a Western Canadian cattle feeder, was you didn't have any bargaining position. You didn't have any bargaining power or what some people call leverage. So the cattle feeder has to get leverage back in 2021. And um, there's margin there, right? There's, there's money above the cattle feeder. So that's going to be a key piece. So that can flow back down to, to cow-calf operators uh, downstream. But that's a key critical piece, I think, for the market in 2021. And that, that might not be on most people's wish list, but that's on mine. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you look at 2020, typically what, what I hear a lot from from producers is, I, I got to get bigger because then I got more leverage. But you know, I hear it from even, you know, average to above average size lots. They're having the same complaint as somebody if they've got a thousand head on feed. They're, you know, talking about how there's just not a lot of bargaining power out there. 
size didn't matter. And of course it goes back to as we got, you know, behind in our marketings because of the challenges, the supply challenge or the slaughter challenges in the second quarter, cattle got backed up, they got heavy, um, you know, and that has, that has plagued us all year long. And so we do need to truly, truly clean up and, and you know what, that's what's got to happen, and the sooner the better for 2021. Okay, what else is on the list? Well, how many times did you go out and have a great steak at, a, at your fanciest uh, or, or most favorite restaurant in 2020? Sparse. Uh, it was that, sparse. That was a, yeah, sparse, exactly. So we know in our industry that's, uh, that's a huge part of the business in terms of beef demand. Retail demand was great. You know, it certainly picked up the slack, but wow, do we ever want to see... Uh, that food service sector, you know, be able to come back um, and uh, and with a bang. And really, that's where beef shines. Uh, you know, certainly food service in terms of quick serve and all the rest of it, takeout, you know, all that's been great. You know, lots of uh, those those kinds of outfits were able to, to pivot quickly, given all the COVID re- restrictions and shutdowns. But those full service restaurants that are, you know, such a friend to the beef industry, uh, we got to get them back uh, open and on a roll, and so consumers can enjoy that that favorite uh, beef cut that they they've missed for 2020. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of like the order in, you know, or pick order and pick up. It's, there's a lot of like hamburgers conducive to that, but but a, like a steak is is really really not. No, no. And again, you know, some of the things that happened uh, because of COVID and those, uh, those shutdowns uh, in terms of how consumers are getting food, uh, takeout, uh, delivery, meal kits, I do think those are going to stick around and be with us. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for 2021. But yeah, well, do I want my full service restaurant back in a big way? Oh, you know, you go to the restaurant, you order the the ten ounce tenderloin, a nice glass of red wine, like oh man, mm. I know, I, I know. can taste it already. I, I like yeah. number two. Okay, what's number three? Well, I you know I think I usually throw Mother Nature into my wish list. <laughs> Maybe it's because of where I live in Southwest Saskatchewan, but um, and and twenty twenty wasn't a bad year. But as we look to twenty twenty one and some of the early uh, talk that you know is is evolving around La Nina and the dry conditions that are anticipated um, in the U.S. Uh, growing region and whatnot. We're gonna we're gonna you know sure hope and wish for some some pretty good uh, moisture conditions here on the prairie. So um, it it was an okay year, but uh, we we surely don't want to carry on uh, and get get drier, especially like uh, some of the forecasts we have for the U.S. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on Mother Nature again. She gave us a great mild December. Holy smokes! But um, that so she did come through for for the end of 2020. But yeah, we're gonna want some moisture. So that that's I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a with a weather ask. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Hey everybody, it's Ted Creech here from Hill 70 Quantock Ranch of Lloydminster, Alberta. On the 6th of February of 2021, I'd like to invite everybody to our 51st annual Barn Burn and Bull Sale starting at 12 noon. Now we'll sell approximately 400 bulls consisting of red and black Angus, horn and pulled Herefords, red and black Sim Angus, Charlay and red balancer bulls, plus 100 bred and open commercial females to round out the day. Now don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Either call myself, Connor or Bill at 1-800-665-7253. It's your Agra weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Today, mainly cloudy with 30% chance of light snow. Wind southeast 20, becoming southwest 20. The high today, minus 1. The low, minus 10. Wind chill, minus 7 tonight, minus 17 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 4, with the temperature falling to minus 8 in the afternoon. The wind chill, minus 17 in the morning and minus 8 in the afternoon. The low, minus 12. Saturday, cloudy. The high, minus 6. The low, minus 15. Sunday, sunny. The high, minus 12. The low, minus 19. Monday, sunny. The high, minus 8. The low, minus 12. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 7, the low minus 14. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 10. Normal high for this date minus 10, the normal low minus 22. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning. It sets at 4.59 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Cypress Hills Provincial Park in the southwest corner of the province at plus 8 degrees. The cold spot, up North Island Falls, minus 18. Estevan is minus 10, Saskatoon minus 4, Swift Current plus 3, Weyburn minus 10, Yorkton minus 16. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's minus 9, that's 16 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Humidity is 85%, the barometer dropping 101.7. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, minus 5. Winds are from the north-northwest at 5. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 9. That's 16 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The chair of Sask Wheat says 2020 was an interesting and challenging year. Brett Halstead farms at Nokomis and says COVID-19 has had an impact on the farming community. Well, yeah, obviously things both on and off the farm have been a little bit different. I think agriculture has carried on somewhat as usual and in fact maybe in some ways a little better than usual because, you know, there's a little less freight on the rails so there's little more capacity to move grain and that that's helped but you know obviously in our public lives and so on where we just find all these hurdles because of the pandemic to you know kind of live with and now the family situation around the holiday season so it definitely has made it a different year um, in agriculture as well as our general lives reflect on grain prices how were they this year yeah, they, they they definitely have come up since, you know, late uh, late summer and through harvest. And, uh, you know, that's a number of factors, which I, I'm probably not the best person to try to explain. But, you know, there's international demand, obviously, for a number of our products. And that has, has as well as our good shipping, has, you know, led to some improved prices this year. And, you know, of course, a lot of areas, including ours, we were a little bit drier than normal or quite a bit drier than normal. But... You know, amazing what some of the new technology, both in terms of our equipment, our agronomics, and our seed varieties have managed to hold up through some dry years. I think the agriculture minister said we had our second best crop ever, 39 million tons. A bit of a surprise given the weather challenges. 
Yeah, something for those of us who started farming in the late 80s wouldn't have believed was possible if you compare it to back to what we produced uh, in those years. What are some of the key factors you see made the chain, made the difference? Well, again, I, I think the equipment we're using, the agronomics that we have uh, on farm as far as where we're putting our fertilizer and the right amounts and so on, you know, as well as I think we've just through um, crop breeding and science, we have better varieties in, in a number of different crops. What do you see was the biggest challenge of this past year? Oh, you know, obviously on the farm, it was a dry year, but, you know, it still ended up coming through. Weather as farmers, we're always got an eye in the sky and, and here on the, on the weather forecasts, because, uh, you know, that's a, a big part of how you can produce your crops and earn your living. And, and again, you know, even though for the most part, agriculture moved ahead somewhat normal, just the thought and the discussion of the pandemic, um, you know, obviously was a big issue too. Even even if it may not have affected everyday farm work and decisions, you know, there were still little things around it that kind of made life different, if nothing else. Brett, reflect on your outlook for 2021. Are you optimistic or pessimistic? I'm probably more optimistic than I was six months ago when, you know, we're early in the pandemic and grain prices still hadn't moved up and it was a dry summer but you know we can get a little more moisture either snowfall later this winter or spring rains you know it'll it'll definitely help and get the crop going and you know get the pastures and the dugouts working again is it fair to say you're optimistic for 2021 yeah, definitely. Like I say, much more optimistic than I would have been six months ago. Brent Halstead of Nokomis is the chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. Coming up, he discusses the year for Sask Wheat. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The chair of Saskweet says 2020 was a good year for advancing crop research. Brett Halstead says the agency faced some challenges holding board meetings because of the outbreak of COVID-19. Well, obviously we learned to do things remotely. Um, never really heard of Zoom until about 10 months ago. And um, that's what we're doing our meetings on now. And that's what, you know, staff does a lot of their things on with um, other industry partners. And, uh, you know, so I can't say it's been business as usual. It's been business in a new I don't want to say normal, a new way of doing business. Sasquatch's been still very busy. You know, we've had record amounts of projects and dollars we've invested into variety development and agronomic research, and we hope that will continue. Um, we've signed core wheat breeding agreements with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada and the CDC. In fact, we've committed in the last year um, as much or more money than we did in the first five years of this organization to research and variety development. So we think that's pretty positive. You know, we talked uh, on the farm where I talked about new varieties in all different crops tend to have been doing better and, you know, handling drought situations better. And, you know, that's, that's from years of public research and support 
that farmers have put into to, um, variety development and, you know, wheat has shown a benefit of that. It hung on really well in the drought this year. What other exciting new developments in wheat variety can we hope to see in the short term? Because, you know, Sasqueed is big into research and promotion, of course. But what are some of the new hopeful signs we have in both Durham and in spring wheat? Well, it, it's a continuation of what we're doing. You know, it's trying to develop disease resistance in a number of different things. You know, we've been successful or somewhat successful in um, fusarium head blight resistance in spring wheat. Durham seems to be a different animal as far as that goes. And we had a speaker earlier this week at our board meeting, and he talked a little bit about the differences in Durham and spring wheat breeding and why fusarium is um, difficult to get the fusarium resistance into. And he made it sound simple. I don't think I can, so I won't try to explain it, but there are differences. So you know, that's a big one is continuing that disease resistance as well as other ones. You know, obviously yield is um, constantly a, a breeding goal is to improve the yields. And, you know, so that's a focus too. I'd like to also mention um, the recent seed variety use agreement, MOU, that uh, the Prairie Grain Commissions and CCAN have signed uh, to kind of enhance the public wheat breeding capacity. And what this is going to do is put a hold on um, a trailing royalty that was proposed in a couple new varieties and put some money back into increasing capacity. What do you mean? Uh, increasing capacity as far as public wheat breeding is concerned. And the trailing royalty was proposed in a couple new varieties. So that would have meant if you saved your own seed, you would have paid a royalty. But now you don't have to? Yeah, that's the idea of um, us putting some funding into, you know, increasing the capacity of, of public wheat breeding, some of the infrastructure type things. Tell me a little bit about not just the advocacy, but also market development. Yeah, market development's another um, core pillar that we have. Um, you know, recently, Siggy and Cereals Canada came together in a merger and to, you know, simplify a few of the main things those organizations did is Siggy did the market support work and Cereals Canada did a lot of the market access work and they both did market development. So to bring the two organizations together had a, had a little bit of um, benefit as far as less overlap and more working together on things that happen internationally. You know, a big thing with market access right now is non-tariff trade barriers. You know, our importing countries are looking at all kinds of different ways to limit access. And in some cases, they really need the product product bad, but they also are using market access reasons as, you know, kind of a bit of a way to push Canada or other countries into buying other products that they produce too. So that's, you know, that's an ongoing file that the New Cereals Canada looks at. And uh, advocacy, we touched a little bit on farm railways, the railways and grain transportation and how that's been a little better as of late. That's something we're always keeping our eye on to make sure the grain's moving well and anytime there's hiccups, try to understand why. We're heading into the winter season or well into it now and that's usually another time where there is sometimes some grain transportation issues. So it's good to keep a handle on that. There's a Grain Act review that may start up again soon. It was proposed to start, and then the pandemic kind of put it on hold. So that's going to be an important and probably a somewhat differing views are going to be out there on what to do with that. So that's something um, 
you know, we got our finger on and are trying to get ready for. And lately, of course, there's been a little bit of discussion on um, wheat's impact on the price of food. And, um, you know, there was a Canada food price report that indicated uh, food was going to go up three to five and a half percent. And, you know, a little bit was saying that it was because of the increase in prices of wheat, where there's been very limited of no increases in the price of grain in the last year and a half or so. It's, you know, a little bit of false information and um, based on just some future market changes at kind of cherry picked times. Brett Halstead of Nokomis is the chair of the Saskatchewan Wheat Development Commission. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Viterra prices mixed in early trading. Canola gained 320 at 58177 one red spring wheat went down 51 cents at 249.03. The rest unchanged at Durham at 297.62. Feed barley 209.70. Flax 693.37. Lentils 557.50. Oats 211.53. Yellow peas 328.89. And feed wheat 183.72. On the Minneapolis Grand Exchange, March red spring wheat rose one and a quarter cents at 581 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest quotations. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of December 23rd. No sale this week as we are on our Christmas break. Our next sale will be Wednesday, January the 6th, with 2,400 head listed for that sale. This sale will fill up one of my favorite sales. There is always lots of interest in this sale from feedlots and buyers across Western Canada. Our next bred cow sale will be Friday, January the 15th with one small complete herd dispersal for that sale. At this time, I would like to thank all the staff at Heartland Yorkton. Thank you, a job well done and greatly appreciated. Merry Christmas to you all. And a big thank you to all our current customers, new customers, and to all our order buyers, thank you. From our house to your house, wishing you and your families a Merry Christmas. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. Have a great Christmas, everyone. Take care and stay safe. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is both branded Moose Jaw Plants, 146.49 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Canada's economic growth slightly exceeded expectations in October, with real gross domestic product climbing 0.4% for the month. Financial data firm Refinitiv says economists had expected an increase of 0.3%. Both goods producing and service producing sectors were up overall, but Stats Canada notes manufacturing dropped 0.8% after five months of growth, largely a result of lower inventory. Accommodation and food services dropped for the second straight month, recording a decrease of 3.9%. With just over a week to go before the UK leaves the European Union, a tentative free trade agreement has been reached that should prevent New Year's chaos for cross-border commerce. The deal should ensure the two sides can trade in goods without tariffs or quotas. 
Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland says Canada and Britain have agreed not to raise tariffs on each other's goods when the UK leaves the European Union December 31st. Freeland and Trade Minister Mary Ng says the two countries have signed a memorandum of understanding to head off tariffs. On the markets, the TSX has gained 20 points today at 17,613. The Dow rose 10 points at 30,140. Oil is up 2 cents at 48.14 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 8 one-hundredths of a cent at 77.92 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Hill 70 Quantuck Ranch, the place to be for your next bull purchase. Mark the right date, February 6th, 2021. Call 1-800-665-7253 anytime, any day. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, where quality comes in quantity on the 6th of February of 2021. Be welcome to join us for our annual bull sale.